the SND Podcast channel, the perfect channel for any style of podcast. We have all different pop culture style podcasts for all of your listening needs. If you would like to start a podcast, you can reach us at sndpodcast at gmail.com. We are always looking for new podcasts to add to our channel, and the topic could be anything you want. So contact us now. Trading places in 83. Jamie Lee was always the virgin in horror movies. She never showed her tits until she went legit. Could afford a decent pair. <laughs> What'd you say? That's why she always outsmarted the killer in the big chase scene at the end. Only virgins can do that. Don't you know the rules? What rules? You don't... Jesus Christ, you don't know the rules? Have an aneurysm, why don't you? There are certain rules that one must abide by in order to successfully survive a horror movie. For instance, number one, you can never have sex. Big no no! Big no! Sex equals death, okay? Number two, you can never drink or do drugs. No, the sin factor. It's a sin, it's an extension of number one. And number three, never, ever, ever, under any circumstances say, I'll be right back. Because you won't be back. I'm getting another beer, you want one? Yeah, sure. I'll be right back! You see, you push the laws and you end up dead. Okay, I'll see you in the kitchen with a knife. What's up, everybody? Welcome to episode two of Nightmares on J Street. I am your host. I am Jay coming back at you. And um, I'm excited about this episode. We're going to, myself and my co-host for tonight, are going to get into um, the Scream franchise, which is, uh, you know, a, a horror franchise kind of from necessarily my childhood. I mean, when the first one came out, I was about 10, 11 years old, so I could say from my childhood, a, a franchise that I grew up with. And I've seen all of these movies plenty of times, uh, all four of them for that matter. So we're going to get into them all tonight. Um, now, if you heard my first episode, which I'm I'm sure you all did, because um, it was freaking awesome. Um, I had my lovely, beautiful co-host, which was my wife, for episode one, which we talked about the very first original Friday the 13th. And I entitled that Horrors with the Wife. So this is, I don't think, uh, should I call it Horrors with the Wife Part 2? Or <laughs> did you appreciate that title? I don't know. I don't like that name. Oh, all right. All right. So we'll, we'll, we'll just call it Scream for Episode 2. So <laughs> with that being said, she's back at it. My lovely, beautiful wife, Angel's back. How you doing? I'm doing good. I'm doing good. Thank you for having me back. How you doing? All right. I'm doing all right. It's funny because we we just finished watching a movie right now. I mean, it wasn't hard, but there was a lot of bloodshed. Yes. Um, I don't know if I should admit this, but uh, it was your first time watching Gladiator. <laughs> yes. That's so <laughs> funny. All the time you're like, I can't believe you haven't seen this movie. I can't believe you haven't seen that movie. And then we wind up watching it. So there you go. <laughs> yeah. Uh, it, there's plenty of movies she has not seen, and I'm going to try to make her watch. So, uh, so yeah. I mean, we're not here to, you know, describe Gladiator. But how did you like the film? Well, I have to say the first, what was it, 17 minutes or first so? First 15 to 17 minutes. I just yeah. couldn't wait for it to end. It was really <laughs> dragging, and I, I asked how much longer it would be. <laughs> it was only another 
two hours and change after <laughs> right. that. Right. Um, but it did actually start to pick up. And then I was actually invested, which was nice. Mm -hmm. So I am okay with the ending. I don't want to give it away. I'm <laughs> you think everyone's seen it? I mean, unless there's, like you, plenty of people who haven't seen this 20-year-old film, I'm sure... Uh, they could deal with a spoiler. Alert okay. On that okay. <laughs> I wish that, you know, um, the gladiator guy, what was his name again? Maximus. Maximus wouldn't have gotten poisoned. And, you know, I, I'm one for a happy ending. So that would have been nice. But in a way, it was good. You know, he had to be reunited with his family. So. Yeah. You know, he got jigged up before his <laughs> fight with the, with, you know, Joaquin Phoenix yeah. way before his Joker days. Right. At the end, and uh, you know, he was a, a wounded man going into the fight, but he, you know, before going down, he took him with him. So yeah, he did his thing. And the funny thing is, they left they left homie laying there by himself. Meanwhile, they uh, they right. took Maximus out, you know, in a blaze of glory. But um, that's a lot. This ain't a gladiator re re <laughs> review. This is right. a scream review. So let's let's uh, <clears throat> let's get on with that. So okay, <sighs> Scream came out in 1996. And um, what, what movies were you watching, if you even remember, in, back in 1996? I know, like, Clueless is one of your favorites, and that was, like, maybe the year before? Right, I think or, that was 95. Yeah, so, right. like, were you, what, did you had just get Clueless on tape in 1996, or what, what were you doing? Um, <laughs> <laughs> well, for Clueless, I definitely went to go watch it in the theater in 95. It was, like, an outing we all went. But for 96, um... I was mostly watching whatever was on TV. Mm. So a lot of MTV, uh, tons of MTV shows, you know, like Daria, stuff like that, Beavis and Butthead. Real World. Mm -hmm. Ren and Stimpy, Real World, that kind of stuff. Um, I was like a really big MTV head. And then uh, I just basically watched, you know, whatever movies were hip, I would say, you know, what everybody else was watching kind of mm. thing. Because I was a teenager, I was in high school. So... This was a movie that was really talked about, and I was like, I gotta see this. That's what I was gonna ask you because you admitted in the first episode you weren't the biggest horror fan growing up, but you right. did see some. Right. What intrigued you about seeing Scream in the theater? Um, I felt like the kids were more around my age, mm -hmm. you know? Um, so it was more like an updated horror movie. And it didn't seem like it was going to be like all this gore and gash, which it was. But <laughs> I, I didn't think it was going to be like that. But it was good anyway. Like, I liked the plot line and I felt like I could relate, you know. Mm -hmm. Now, the funny thing is, you, you mentioned you were in high school. Now, for those of you who know us, oh, Lord. you know there's a slight age gap be between go. us. But <laughs> for those of you who don't... <laughs> <laughs> um, we have about a seven and a half year age gap there. Yeah, it's like seven years. So you figure 96. Seven years and two months. Not, what? Seven years and two months. Uh, to be technical. <laughs> um, so um, in 96, I, I was born in 86, oh so God. do the math. Um, so when Scream came out, I was 10 years old because it came out in December. My birthday's in September. So I was already 10 years old when Scream came out. Obviously... Unless I went with my father, which I probably did. I don't remember seeing Scream in the theater. Um, it was a movie where definitely living in my mother's house, I was not able to watch until later. And I ended up seeing it, I think, on like HBO 
Okay. Uh, when you know, but however, Scream two and three, I made sure to make my father take me to watch it, and it wasn't much of an arm breaking deal because he would just take me anyway. Yeah. So the first Scream I did not see in theaters. However, I did see it on TV, and I saw it on unedited because it was on HBO. So um, the first time I saw it, the one thing I do remember, which we'll get into the actual movie in a second, is the first thing I remember is uh, Drew Barrymore's Drew Barrymore's boyfriend dying the way he died. Yes. Oh and they gosh. actually showed like his intestines and his guts and all that stuff, and I was just like, oh shit! Like this one's gonna be sick. I was prepared like, for that. <laughs> when it happened, I was like, oh my goodness, I've never seen something like that before. I'm not a big horror movie fan. Yeah, I was about to say, like, like I've seen gory stuff like that, but um, nothing to the point of, at least at that time, being nine, ten years old, about insides coming out and you know yeah. all that stuff. And I'm, there's been plenty of movies, the 70s and the 80s and, you know, the 90s, even that gory stuff like that, but... It did catch me by surprise in the beginning. Well, obviously, growing up, me being younger, I didn't really know who Drew Barrymore was until I got older and I realized how big of a name she was. Right. Like, you think it was not necessarily for her because she probably had, she was probably rich already by then. Sure. But is it risky for someone with a big name like that to do a movie like this? That's a good question. Um, I think she really brought a lot of notoriety to the film because mm-hmm. she's one of the most known actresses in the movie. Um, I think the fact that the way that her role was played, you know, was definitely something completely unexpected. Mm-hmm. And You would think she's the lead. Right, because of how famous she is. I mean, I think she's been acting since she's like four years old. I mean, how old was she on E.T.? Like seven? That's not even her first movie, I don't think. Probably not. I think there's... Didn't she do a Stephen King movie, Firestarter? She did Firestarter. Yeah. She did something Creepers, something like that. I don't know. We'll look it up. Okay. Yeah. But um, but for sure, I think, you know, it really added a lot of surprise. And speaking of MTV, was she on... Some, no, she, she wasn't... I'm thinking of Jenny McCarthy. Yeah, Jenny McCarthy. Who was in Scream 3. Yeah. So I was thinking, what was that show... We're a little off topic, but that's that's how I do stuff. Uh-huh. What was that show on MTV that she did that she was the host of, like, a dance party? You remember that? With Jenny McCarthy? Yeah. She was an MTV VJ in the early to mid-90s. My uncle used to watch it all the time because he was a perv. And <laughs> and they would watch, like, uh, it, they'll be, like, on the beach and all the women are in bikinis dancing and stuff. It was like a show. Oh, yeah. I used to watch that. It was kind of like a... Yeah, like it was a, like a, a spring break. A spring break type thing. Yeah. I don't remember the name of it, but I'll look that up too. Yeah, yeah, in, not In and Out. Um, that was a, okay. That Disney movie. Drew Barrymore captured people's hearts at age seven in ET, mm-hmm. but she was five years old in her first movie. Which was? I don't know. I'm looking. <laughs> <laughs> Altered States. Altered I, States. I was about to say. Um... <laughs> yeah, Altered States. That's the name of it. That's five, the movie I was thinking of. But... Five years old. Yeah. So. So you think about my it. Father's a famous. You can think about it, uh, John Barrymore, correct? Mm-hmm. So you figure she was five years old in her first movie. She was probably 25 when she did Scream, or maybe a little younger? She was born in 1975. So she was so, 19, or turning 20. Yeah. When she did, well, yeah. By the time mm-hmm. Scream came out, she was 25, 24 years old. At that age, already a veteran of film and, and a huge name. You know what I mean? Doing right. a... Doing a horror movie, which at the time, 
and we might as well get into it now. At at that point in the mid to in the early to mid nineties, the horror genre was pretty much considered dead for the most part because you know the stuff that has come out it it reached its apex in the seventies and the eighties and all that stuff. Um, but in the nineties, it was people were tired of it already. They were tired of the cliche, same old cliches, same old blah blah blah. Here's some of the movies, and I had them written down that came out in the early to mid nineties that totally bombed. You know so. Let's see right here. Um, in 1990, the start of the, the start of the decade, yeah, Tremors with uh, with Kevin Bacon, and okay. I think that he was the biggest star in that movie for sure. Um, you remember Tremors? Did you see Tremors? No. It was like those big giant worms that were coming out of the ground oh. in like Texas or some crap yes. like that. I might have seen that. Yeah, <laughs> it was cheesy as hell. I mean, when I first saw it, I was like, oh snap! Like I was worried about giant worms coming out of the street. But, I mean, it didn't really, it didn't really do well in the theater. It bombed actually. Then here's some more, you know, bigger names in terms of the genre stuff that came out at that time and totally just bombed out. You had um, Jason Goes to Hell, the Final Friday, which was probably one of the worst of the series, and I'll get into that, you know, in future episode. Um, but in that one, Jason Voorhees is like. Uh, it's like a little demon that switches from body to body to body. And the mm. actual iconic version of Jason with the hockey mask is only in the movie for about 15 minutes throughout oh. the whole film. So it's kind of like, eh. Um, you had uh, Halloween 6, The Curse of Michael Myers, which was one of the f- craziest. And I reviewed the Halloween series early on in my podcasting days. I've been doing this for a little, about about five years this year. And I... I got to do it again just to do it better because I did it. It was like a freaking three-hour show. It was just me going and going and going and going. <laughs> and after a while, I, I won't be surprised if I fell asleep halfway through. So it was just like <laughs> it was like at three in the morning. We were living in the Bronx at the time, and I was just, yeah. it was a lot of stuff. I needed to break that down in pieces, but I did all eight movies straight. Wow. It's somewhere in the archives, and you'll be able to find it. Um <laughs> But I got to do it again. You're very but, interested. You can watch it. But part six <laughs> itself was just a weird movie. It, it, the, the company didn't like it to the point where they had to redo the movie pretty much all over again. And they have two versions of the film. I have both because it came on a Blu-ray set. So, you know, they got the producer's cut and then the regular cut. And it's just, it's, it, it was all sorts of freaky. And it, and it bombed in the theater. It didn't really make money. Um... Wes Craven's New Nightmare, which is pretty much the last Freddy Krueger movie we would get until 2003, when he and Jason Voorhees, when they did the mashup Freddy vs. Jason. And that movie was pretty good, but once again, it, it just it didn't do much. And you had Child's Play, part two and three, that came out in 90 and 91. You know, part two was okay. It was the sequel to the original, but part three is when Chucky goes to military school, which is pretty funny. Um, so... <laughs> And then in that time, you have three Leprechaun movies that came out. So the Leprechaun movies are pretty much comedic at best. You know, it has some gory stuff, but like the horror genre at that point was just considered a big joke, you know, and it needed a jolt. Like compared to like hair bands in the 80s. How, yeah, you know, they're fun and all that stuff, but you needed. That was good. I mean. 
It's not really a slasher. Like, she brought up a good, a good point. She showed me a picture of Silence of the Lambs that came out in, what, 91? Yeah. That's more of a psychological thriller with a hint of horror in it because of Hannibal Lecter's character. But right. it's not really like a slasher. No. You know, it's right. more, you know, it bugs you out. Like, it's yeah. freaky. You know yeah. what I mean? The, and and I'll, I'll get into the to the Hannibal Lecter series also because that's pretty dope. But um, it's not really like a slasher. You know, the right. slasher right. genre itself was just like dead in the in the early to mid 90s. And. This is the movie that started to ignite the flame of the slasher genre and bring it back to, to where it was. You know what I mean? Um, so, yeah. So, before Scream, we had all those movies come out and it was just, meh. You know? Right. A, a, dead, a dead thing. You know what I mean? So, the funny thing about it is, though, the way they did it was they kind of use... They kind of make fun of the horror cliches in the movie. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like when Randy, who was played yeah. by Jamie Kennedy, was like, oh, these are the rules if you want to survive this. You know what I mean? This is what happens here and happens there. Right. You know? So so now we're about to just dive right into Scream 1. It came mm-hmm. out in 96. So, like, we just mentioned that first scene. Now, the first scene, we have Drew Barrymore. She's making popcorn. She's about to watch TV or whatever. Her parents are out the house. Now, here's my question. Where's everybody's parents <laughs> when all this is happening? I have no idea. It looked like they were grocery shopping or they went on a date or something. Like, they it's came like, home. It's like, we're, we're going to go back and forth. But Drew Barrymore's parents are out the house when right. she's going through all this craziness. When uh, toward the end, when they have that giant house party, where's right. that? Where's where's Matthew Lillard's parents when they have right. the, he has that whole house to himself? Where's everybody's parents? Right. You know? Like. Yeah. They kidnapped um, <laughs> Sydney's dad. Yeah. Yeah. So that's like kind of an underlying theme. So I guess we should never leave our kids alone. Cause <laughs> it's like a bunch of rich, rich white kids, you know, just running amok. Right. You know what I mean? So, but we go to the beginning and um, Drew Barrymore has a, has a phone call and she gets right. a specific uh, a guy on the other other end just having some small talk, asking her questions and stuff. She's at, she's still she just talks to him like if she knows him. Yeah, I think like <laughs> growing up in New York and being Spanish, I would have totally hung up and be like, ah, nah, and just left the phone off the hook or something. The funny thing is, I think after this movie, a lot of people got caller ID. Yeah, and uh, <laughs> you know, just to be like, yeah, whose number is this? Nope, mm-mm, not picking up. Yeah, you know what I mean? Because. And these people just kept answering the phones right. and answering the phones. You would like, think they would have shut down the phones or just, something. Yeah. <laughs> but um, so the, the, there's the setting. He's asking her what's her favorite scary movie and asking her all sorts of movie trivia and stuff right. like that. And then it starts getting a little freaky. Right. You know, like, you know, uh, he asks her to play a game, you know. And then all of a sudden, she's like, oh, asking her for a phone number. Not for phone. He already has a phone number. Asking her for a date right. or something like that. And she's like, oh, I got a boyfriend. And he's like, yeah, I thought you said you didn't have one. Mm-hmm. And he's like, oh, why you want to know all this stuff? Because I want to know who I'm looking at. And at that point, you're like, oh, shit. Right, right. Like, <laughs> you know something's going to go off. Something's about to go down. Right. So all of a sudden, she finds her boyfriend sitting outside tied to a chair. Terrible. <laughs> Terrible. I'm just, I'm one of those people that screams at the TV, you know. Oh yeah, you're a jumper. Yeah, and I'm like, what are you doing? Stop doing that! I get frustrated with them, you know. But you always think, if not, there wouldn't be a movie, right? Yep. Yeah. I know. It's just frustrating. (laughs) 
Yeah, so so he asked her like movie trivia because she's obviously a horror fan. So now here's where I mentioned in the first episode that how I found out that Jason Voorhees wasn't the original killer in Friday the 13th because that was the question you asked her. And she thinks it's an easy question. So she's yelling Jason right away. And he's like, "Mm -hmm. you got it wrong, girl. She's like, no, I didn't. No, I didn't. And he mentions, yeah, it's Jason's mother. And then she's like, she knew she messed up. Right. Yeah, I mean, and now all of a sudden you hear the you hear the gutting. It's terrible. <laughs> it's just so gross. Oh my goodness. <laughs> but like you're already sitting in the theater, right? So yeah. it's like can't just get up and walk out. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So so at that point, now he reveals himself. You know, he he's wearing like a hood with a ghost face mask and the whole outfit or whatever. And you know, a cat and mouse game. He's chasing Drew Barrymore mm-hmm. around the house, inside the house, and he finally catches her and he stabs her once and then then her parents finally get home. They see the popcorn was burning. The yeah. smoke alarm is going off. Oh everything gosh. in the house is crazy. Then they find her outside and she's hanging by a tree. I so know. he had enough time while they were looking for her to hang her on top of cutting her up and all that stuff. And then you're like, the main chick died in right. the first 15 minutes. Not right. knowing that the real story was about Sidney Prescott, which is played by Nev Campbell. Right. You know? Exactly. And the thing is, uh, a lot of these movies, like you said, they have a young cast, which was a lot of like young '90s stars. You had well, you had Nev Campbell who was on Party of Five. Right. You have Courtney Cox who was on Friends at the time, sure. which yeah. was a huge show. You yeah. know, because Friends came out in '94, so she's been on a big show for two years already. Right. You got Rose McGowan who was who was coming up. She was in a movie called Devil in the Flesh, which was pretty interesting. And then she ended up on Charmed a little bit later on. Was she in The Craft? Mm, no. Nev Campbell was in The Craft. Okay. Yeah. Nev Campbell was in The Craft, along with Skeet Ulrich, who played her boyfriend in this movie. Yes, you have mentioned that. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yep, he played the boyfriend, Billy. Then you have Matthew Lillard, who was, I think, best known for being Shaggy in Scooby-Doo. <laughs> I mean, he played other roles, like... Uh, I think he was in She's All That with Freddie Prince Jr. Yeah. He was like the a guy who was on The Real World. Yeah. Some crap like yeah. that. Mm-hmm. So he's played in a bunch of stuff. You got Lev Schreiber who played uh, Cotton Weary, who was blamed for being the killer of Sidney Prescott's mother. Right. He played Sabretooth in the Wolverine movie. And he's also in that show, uh, uh, damn it, Ray Donovan on, oh, yeah. on Showtime. So, um. You got a bunch of oh, you got David Arquette as uh, right. Dewey. Right. Yeah, he's he's been in a bunch of stuff. He's part of that acting Arquette family with Rosanna and Patricia Arquette. Mm-hmm. He's a part of that um, family. Do you think that he and um, Courtney Cox? Courtney Cox, I only know her like as Monica. <laughs> <laughs> Do you think that they got married because of this? Oh, I think franchise? they fell like in love guy. when doing these movies. Yeah. yeah. I don't think they were dating. They could have been dating already. I'm not sure. But right. but remember, he came out in Friends also for like That's an episode true. or two. But that might have been after. It might have been after screen. Yeah, for sure. Her name changes in the credits to Courtney Later, Cox yeah. Mm-hmm. So that might have and been. in Scream 3, we're jumping through. through we're going All back right. and forth. <laughs> At the end of Scream 3, he proposes to her. So right. it, who knows if he proposed to her for real on set and they added that to the film? I don't know. But, yeah. We can find out. Yeah. But, um... 
So yeah, they they you know oh and like I said, Randy's Jamie Kennedy who had his own show and a bunch he's been in a bunch of other movies. Um, so yeah, they got an under, underground you know up and coming all star cast of nineties you know cinema. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Um, so with this, like I said, it's based around Sidney Prescott who who a year prior to what happened with the murders with Drew Barrymore and her boyfriend, a year prior her mother was raped and murdered. And um, she thought she had found the right guy, which Cotton Weary's waiting uh, on a sentence for, for the murder of Sydney's mother. Then all of a sudden you have now a killer on the loose uh, where they live in a fictional place called Woodsboro. Um, so they're in high school and their principal is a very uh, famous person, very well-known guy, happens to be Henry Winkler. Oh, yeah. Who was the Fonz in, uh, Fonz. in uh, Happy Days. Yeah, that makes sense. Okay. Yeah. And they said they met on the, on the set of screen. Yeah. So yeah. David Arquette and Courtney Cox got married in 99. So the, the, they probably filmed Scream 3 in 99 because it came out in 2000. So that makes sense. So, yeah. Love in horror. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah. So it's based around Sydney and uh, her very traumatized and complicated life. Um, she has a boyfriend, Billy, who, uh, apparently is very sexually deprived because he's always, he climbs through her window and wanting to mess around, but you know, she doesn't make, let it happen. (laughs) So then, uh, they find out about the murders. Everybody's on edge. They make a curfew. Then all of a sudden everybody starts getting these phone calls, you know? And, uh, one of the guys who, who tries to warn you know, everybody about the rules of trying to survive this is is the kid the kid that works in the video store. Yes. Like <laughs> blockbuster. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's like a fake blockbuster, yeah. yeah. <laughs> so he's, you know, telling everybody about the rules to survive something like this because, you know, if you watch the horror movies, you'll understand and all that stuff. And the one thing it did generate was interest in the old horror films because it shows Halloween, mm-hmm. um, talks about the howling, prom night, a whole bunch of the like horror movies that Jamie Lee Curtis was in back in the day because she was considered the scream, the scream queen. So, you know, it's just, it, it was, it was a cool movie. You know, it's a game of clue I'm trying to figure out who the killer is. It could be anybody, you know, that's the crazy part about those ghost face masks. Cause you, they said you could buy those anywhere. You, anybody could get them. So, mm-hmm. You know, so it's a game of Clue trying to figure out who the killer is. And this guy, little by little, starts picking people off. And, um, you know, come to find out there's a big party at uh, at one of the guy's house, Stu, who was dating um, Dewey's uh, sister, Tatum, which was played by Rose McGowan. So uh, they're all at the house. They're watching Halloween. They're getting drunk. And that's when Randy tries to tell everybody the rules. You know, you can't drink, you can't do drugs, you can't have sex, all this other stuff. And one thing in particular, you can't say, I'll be right back. Right. Because why? Because you won't be. <laughs> <laughs> and then that's when this guy, Stu, was like, oh, I'm going to get another beer. You want one? He's like, yeah, sure. I'll, I'll be, be right, right back. back. And everybody was like, oh. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So, so funny. it was funny. And the thing is, uh, uh, Gail Weathers, who's a news reporter, who's like a tyrant. She's a biatch. Yeah. She was apparently writing a book for, on the death of Sydney's mother and stuff like that. And they 
cannot stand each other. Mm-hmm. And, you know, it's just, it, it's an up and down, you know, like I said, game of clue, craziness. Um, people are dying. Nobody knows what's happening, who's doing what. Yeah. Then toward the end in, uh, at the party, you know, we find out who the killer is and it just so happens to be her boyfriend. You know? Right, but then there's the. But twist. then there's the other one. Right, yep. there's another one. Which yeah. Is first for me that there's two killers. Yeah, when you first saw that that little twist, you know, because I thought it was the boyfriend to begin with. Right. And then when the killer comes in and stabs him, it's right. like, oh, okay, so it's not him. Exactly. But then he fakes it, and it's just like ketchup or corn syrup right. or whatever. Like that. And then, and then the other one is stew. Right. You know, so. Um, for me, I definitely wasn't expecting there to be two killers. Mm-hmm. And when I saw that there was, I was really surprised. I think that this movie was really good because it had those cheesy things about it, but it had a lot of groundbreaking things that you might not have been expecting, you know? Mm-hmm. Like the main character, the person and the billing to die right away, you know? Yep. Like growing up, my mom always said, if the person's name is in the credits, they're not going to die in the movie, right? But this is what happens. And then yeah. the fact that there's two killers, that's unprecedented. And I I did think it was her boyfriend at first. And then, you know, when he got stabbed, I definitely was like, oh, maybe it's not him. But um, I don't know. I, that's part of why I like the movie. I mean, it had me basically on the edge of my seat throughout the whole thing. Mm-hmm. Um and there was a lot of yelling at the TV, you know, <laughs> when I saw it at home. And I was like, what are you doing? But uh, I, th- I think all in all, it's really well done, you know. Mm-hmm. Could have done with a little bit less gruesomeness, but that's just me. Yeah, yeah. So we find out who the killer is and, and, and you know, they try to finish the job. But, you know, uh, Nev Campbell's character, you know, obviously the is the heroine. She's the survivor. Mm-hmm. She finds a way to get around them and take both of them out. Right. I think she drops a TV on Stu's head. And then she uh, she ends up stabbing her boyfriend with an umbrella and then shooting him and then all this other stuff. And, it, and you know, it, what what is it about? And she kind of broke, she kind of uh, broke down that wall of breaking the rules and surviving because... Mm-hmm. She ends up losing her virginity to to at the party and stuff like that, but she still she still survives. You know what I mean? Like like in Halloween, in the beginning, Jamie Lee Curtis was the sole survivor in that. Mm-hmm. Uh, Friday the Thirteenth, this girl was yes. the sole survivor in that, and this kind of kept that tradition going with the female being the sole survivor. What is it about a female character? What makes them so strong in being able to survive against these killers like that? What do you think? Um, I think that she's pretty smart. Like, they make her really smart, you know? And at the end, she's like, I'm going to just keep shooting him or, you know, <laughs> make sure they're really dead. Like, that's one of her main things, yeah. you know? She's and been I, like, I think that's she, really smart. Yeah. Because in She a does lot that in a couple movies, of the movies, right, too. Yeah. You see that they kill them and then they come back, you mm-hmm. know? And then they wind up... So um, I, I really like that they do that about her. I don't know. Maybe it's because she's brunette. Oh, <laughs> All of them are brunette. Um, I'm brunette, too, for those of you who don't know me. Uh, but no, I, I honestly, I don't and know. And the blonde died. Yeah, they used to. Rose McGowan died. She fought him in the garage. and 
I think she, she ended up, she tried to crawl out of a dog hole. You remember yes, the doggy door? The doggy door through the garage door. And then he just pressed the button and the garage door just crushed her or some I crap know. like that. It was terrible. <laughs> it was terrible. Yeah, but she's, I think she's just really smart, you know? Like, she just really thinks about, like, okay, how am I going to do this? Like, how am I going to handle this, you know? And the crazy thing is, not only does she find out that one of her friends and her boyfriend is the one doing this, but... They actually admitted to killing her mother. Right. The previous year. Which is crazy. Yeah. And the the backstory behind that is because she was like, why would you do this? And he was like, well, how about this for a motive? Your mother was messing around with my father, right. which is why my mother left me and abandoned me. So right. now you took my mother away. So I took your mother away. But how much of a sicko did he have to be? Oh, yeah. To do that to her. And oh, to yeah. be, like, making out with her and sleeping with her and whatever this and that. Yeah. Knowing. Knowing what he's doing. What yep. he's doing and, mm-hmm. and, and the vengeance behind it, you know? Oh, yeah. And then oh, the yeah. other guy, Shaggy. <laughs> Shaggy. Matthew Lillard, you said his name was. He's just like a dummy he's that just goes there going along with anything, it. Yeah, you know? Yeah. He's like that friend who idolizes the other friend and will do anything that he says. Yeah, he's just going. Yep. Yeah. So, mm-hmm. I mean, there are people like Killed that. his own girlfriend in the process. Which is so stupid. Yeah, yeah. She did nothing. Yeah. Like, he has no motive except the well, fact well, he Well, well, the thing is, yeah, he's he's just he's just another crazy dude. You know what I mean? Yeah, that probably went along. Crazy. Yeah. Especially when they're stabbing each other. Oh, yeah. That was that sick. That was sick. That was like, was like oh, my God. What is because wrong with people? I think they had mentioned their plan was that they're going to make it seem like Sydney was the one that went crazy. And they fought her off and they were right. all stabbed up and scarred up and all this other stuff. Right. So when she's gone and the cops come and they're the sole survivors, they'll continue doing their little killing spree. They wanted to do more, you know, after that. But I, th- <laughs> but I think at one point, Billy cut him and he was like, oh, I think you cut me too deep, right, man. Right. And he was like all dying and stuff. Right, exactly. <laughs> yeah. I mean, That was a crazy party. He was like, come on. Do it! Come on! He had his arms up. He was right. getting ready to get jigged. It, it was, it was a little mix of comedy and horror, and it and it and it, and it did its job. It, it did pretty good. You know? Yeah, for sure. It spawned like three more sequels. You know, there, there was parodies like Scary Movie right. was the main parody for mm-hmm. all those. The Ghost Face Mask was a part of like every Scary Movie movie that we they saw came some out of with. Those yeah. Movie. Oh yeah. Um, off things. Yeah. And the funny thing is, the the, little, the crazy thing about that is the original concept and the name for this movie was supposed to be scary movie. Oh really? Yeah, but they, but they but they landed on Scream and kept it. Yeah. And kept the name. I think it's a good name, Scream. Mm-hmm. Like it's 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 very intriguing. Like yeah. what is that? What is that about? I want to know. Mm-hmm. You know. Yep. Yep. So uh, the the first one I think out of the four. <laughs> obviously the first one was the best one for sure um and we'll get into two three and four within the next couple minutes but um after you saw this in the theater Mm -hmm. what was your immediate thought like when it was over i survived that (laughs) you survived it i survived um it was just really one of those things that had me on the edge of my seat you know and like my heart was racing and i'm like oh my gosh what's gonna happen next what are you doing kind of thing so for me i'm like okay we made it me and sydney are fine you know <laughs> you and sydney are fine i'm definitely gonna sleep with the light on tonight and <laughs> you know like i don't know I, I wasn't expecting a sequel 
you know, I wasn't. But um, when it came out, I definitely said, I, I want to see it. Yeah, yeah. You know? And it only took one year for them to come out with a sequel. Which was great, because I yeah. think if they would have waited too long, people yeah. would have lost interest. Yeah, so it took only one year. They came out with Scream 2 in December of 97, which the first one was December of 96. So this one started off where they made a movie of the movie. Like, they <laughs> they made a movie called Stab, right. which was pretty much based on the book that Gail Weathers wrote. And uh, it starts off with another, two other famous actors, Jada Pinkett Smith yes. oh and Omar Epps yes. was in the beginning. Yes. Like, they're doing it again. Like, they have, in this movie, you had Sarah Michelle Gellar, yes. who was in it. Uh, you had uh, Jerry O'Connell, mm-hmm. who was in it. Um, you had Timothy Oliphant, who got pretty famous afterwards. He was in a bunch of movies. I think... The last show he was doing on FX was called Justified. Yeah, he's been in a bunch of stuff. Um, Elise Neal was another famous uh, female actress who was on a bunch of shows and stuff like that. So Rebecca Gerhart was in this one, yes, which she was supposed girl. to be in the first one. Huh? The Nagzima girl. The Nagzima girl. That's how we knew her at that <laughs> time. Oh my gosh, Nagzima girl's in it. She was in this one to go along with the rest of the cast that was in the first one. Right. You know, that survived. Um, (laughs) (laughs) so um, my thing is I'm trying to think if they killed Billy and Stu who the hell would be doing this to Sydney again right you know what I mean and now they're in college this is about maybe two years later they're all in college Um, so they uh, Jada Pinkett Smith and Omar Epps are going to a screening of Stab now it's one of those where you know, the movie theater is all... The movie theater was lit. Like, they had stuff flying in the air. Right. They had effects. They had people... They gave people a costume and all that stuff, which is probably their first mistake. Right. Because, right, exactly. Because, uh, obviously, Omar Epps ends up getting stabbed and killed in the bathroom. Oh, my gosh. Um, and then the guy takes his jacket, the killer, and right. everybody has a mask on, so you don't know. Right. So he sits next to Jada... And a little bit of a of funny um, coincidence here is in the movie Stab that they're showing, there's a blonde who's portraying Drew Barrymore, and that same blonde girl ends up being one of the main characters in Scream 4, like a whole decade plus later, which is pretty interesting. But um, I digress. Um, so they're watching the movie. All of a sudden, this guy stabs Jada Pinkett right in the stomach, and he's just... She realizes what's happening because she feels it and has the blood and all that mm-hmm. stuff. And all of a sudden, he, she's just in a crowd of ghost face. People are thinking it's a part of the act. People don't know what to think. Yes. All of a sudden, she gets on stage and she's all bloody and she just screams and drops dead. And everybody starts taking off their mask and all that stuff. And the guy that killed her just walks right out like nothing happened. Right. Because how are you going to tell? Which you is know? infuriating. Honestly. <laughs> like... I love Jada Pickett-Smith. I think she's great. And um, Omar Epps, I think he was in that movie, was it Higher Learning or something like that? He was in a bunch of stuff. Higher Learning was one of them. Yeah, yeah I mm-hmm. cried when he died in that movie. Oh, because, yeah, I mean, it sucks because, you know, he's going to college. He's right. about to make it, you know, out of poverty and stuff. And then he gets sniped by a skinhead. Yeah, so, you know. So horrible. So I'm I like, think it was okay. Michael Rappaport that yes. shot him. Yes, <laughs> I think so. <laughs> So I'm like, you know, that was a good movie. happy to see them again in a movie, yeah. right? Like, okay, this is good. This is good. 
haven't seen them in a little while in a movie, right? And then they get killed right away again. So it's like, what the heck? Second movie in a row that probably the biggest name in the film. Yes. Because Jada Pinkett was probably a bigger star than anybody at right. that point. Sure. She gets killed in the first 15 minutes, just and like Drew Barrymore did. that it happens is just so upsetting because she's standing in front of the, the projector screen, screaming, bleeding. And, nobody's... and everybody thinks it's part of the movie. Yeah, like, everybody thinks it's an act, yeah. An act. And yeah. it's like, oh my gosh. Like it, it's, it's just one of those things where I have to yell at the TV again <laughs> and just be like, what is happening? Yeah, it, it was another, you know, shocking moment that seems to be a part of every opening of every screen <laughs> yes. movie. They they take that tradition to part three and part four and you know they do that the you know the rest of the way. Hey, it worked. If it's not broke, don't fix it, right? right. So, so then it shows the screen. It shows uh, Scream two, boom boom, and then they show uh, the star Nev Campbell. They show mm-hmm. uh, her in college, and all of a sudden she turns the TV on and she sees it starts happening again, right. and she's like. No, this has nothing to do with me. It has, you know, everything to do with some psycho at a movie theater. Who cares? Blah, 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 blah. She's in denial. She has a new boyfriend because mm-hmm. why not? So uh, <laughs> she's <laughs> she's dating uh, Jerry O'Connell's character in, yes. the, in the movie, which now the murders start happening again. And who's who, who do we think the number one prime suspect is? Her Mr. Boyfriend, boyfriend because yes. that's what happened before, right? Um, the funny thing is, you know... Uh, Who's back? Uh, Dewey's back. Uh, Randy's back. And she has a couple of new friends from, from the college that took over. Uh, Gail Weathers is back. Um, she has a new cameraman who's absolutely spooked after he reads her book and wants nothing to do with what they're doing. Mm-hmm. He's a black dude, so he keeps saying, listen, you know, brothers don't do good in these situations. You know, <laughs> Which they, is true. You know, <laughs> they always get killed first for some reason. Listen, and then this happens. Listen, the the only person who does not die in these movies is L.O. Cool J. I don't know why, yes. but he survived in, in Deep Blue Sea, yes. and he survived in Halloween H2O. I don't know how he survived in both, but he did. Because he's cool. Because he's L.O. Yeah. He, he gets away with it. You know? So, <laughs> Jerry O'Connell, that's his name? Jerry O'Connell. Mm-hmm. So, this movie came out a year after he was in Joe's apartment. Okay. Did you see Joe's apartment? I did not. OMG. It is a movie by Cockroaches. Cockroaches? Yes. He has an apartment that is like... Is that a comedy? Yeah. It's a comedy. (laughs) And at that time, I'm like 16, 17, so I thought it was funny. Um, Especially growing up where we did, where we saw plenty of cockroaches. Well, where I I was living at the time, thank God, was in Queens, and I had a house that I was living in and everything, at least. So there was no roaches. But... (laughs) In this movie, there was roaches everywhere. I mean, not to gross you out, but they were like singing and dancing and putting on a show. Singing and dancing. Okay, we have to watch Joe's apartment. You oh watch my gosh! Watching Joe's apartment. Apparently, Joe's apartment is next on the, <laughs> on the must on the watch list. list. Yes. <laughs> so when I'm watching this, all I'm thinking is Joe's apartment oh because of God. this guy who had just made that other movie. So. That's how I knew him. Fucking Jerry O'Connell. <laughs> <laughs> I think he was in Stand By Me also back in the day. Okay, maybe. Yeah. Uh, it was funny. Speaking of Jerry O'Connell, I think uh, I forgot what roast it was. I want to say, <sighs> who's married? Oh, it was the roast of Bob Saget. Okay. okay. Oh my gosh. And uh, and know. John Stamos was the was the roast master. He was the host. Oh yeah. Okay. And somebody made a joke about him. I forgot it was who. I want to say. Uh, ah, I forgot who it was, 
But they were like, look, man, you're the one who lost your wife to the fat kid from Stand By Me. Because <gasps> I think Rebecca Romaine ended up getting with Jerry O'Connell. That's so funny. <laughs> That's so I, I mean, talk about friends. I remember Re- Rebecca Romaine from that one episode. Oh, my god. Where gosh. she was a nasty pig yes. in that apartment. That's, if you guys haven't seen that, <laughs> you can look it up. It is a hilarious episode. Of it's Friends. like you see, she's a supermodel, so she's good, great looking Gorgeous. woman. Yeah, of course. And she she's like dating Ross, and he she brings and him she's to her a house. Genius, yeah. also yeah. apparently. Apparently, so her house is a pigsty. Food, clothes, all a bunch of stuff like a everywhere. Rat or something he thinks a, a pet rat. Yeah, no, no, she kills something. No, no he, he kills killed something. something. And then she's like, oh, my gosh, she killed my mouse or whatever. And then she looks in and she's like, oh, no, that's not him. Oh, no, 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 <laughs> she thinks he, She thinks it's her hamster or whatever. Right. And she's like, oh, no, it's just a rat. Yes, then, exactly. <laughs> and then he's like. And then he takes her to his apartment. Yes. And she said, your apartment has a weird smell. Right. And he's telling this to, to Joey Tribbiani. And Joey's like, what does your house smell like? I don't know, soap. Right, like it was that's like, the funniest yeah. one line. <laughs> that, that, that's a really funny episode. If you get a chance to watch it, you should. So, yeah, but uh, this ain't a Friends episode. This is a, this is a Scream episode, <laughs> even though so. the correlation, you know, seven degrees of separation. Yeah. Jerry O'Connell to Rebecca yeah. Romaine to Friends. But, um, <laughs> and Courtney Cox. And Courtney Cox, yes. Uh, so, um, so, yeah, so all the they're all in college. And here's the crazy part. Uh, a, a person now from Scream 1 who was a survivor is not a survivor in this one. Because yes. good old Randy from the video store who's in love with... with <laughs> who, who's in love with uh, with Sydney, who's in denial thinking he'll get her. Yes. Um, unfortunately, he dies in this sequel. He gets... I think uh, they take him into the van. Yes. And they stab yes. him up and all that. Mm-hmm. Now, you see, the cool thing about this one is... Uh, Jamie's in... You get Jamie... Uh, Freaking Randy's in film class, and uh, they talk about sequels, mm-hmm. se- sequels in movies. And since this is a sequel, this is pretty much them talking about rules of sequels, yeah. like uh, you know, a, like him and, and Dewey are at, at lunch. This before he get jigged up, and um, he's talking about you know the body count is going to be bigger. There's going to be more people to die. Um, the, it's going to be a different kind of killer, a different way to get killed. Blah blah blah. And the funny thing is they show like a commercial for Stab. And the person playing Sydney is Tori Spelling. Yes. <laughs> and I think the guy playing Billy is one of the Wilson brothers, Luke Wilson. or, or <laughs> yeah. It was just so weird seeing them up there. You know what I mean? It was like, oh, I think uh, they wanted David. Sh- no, it was David Schwimmer, I think, playing. Uh, no, it was, it was Luke Wilson, right? Yeah, I think so. Yeah. I think they had mentioned David Swimmer later on or whatever. It's a lot of movies that we've seen. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Scream movies, it's a lot of them. Oh, yeah. And bear with me, guys. It is 1 o'clock in the morning, so it's kind of like I'm a little loopy. So <laughs> I'm just rambling and going. Um, but um, so, yeah, you know, they kill uh, Jamie. They kill Sarah Michelle Gellar, who mm-hmm. just a year prior was in I Know What You Did Last Summer, which is pretty cool. I think she could only one. She's the only one that could say that she was in both franchises. Right. You know? And she gets killed in both. Yeah. For sure. <laughs> and she was another big star at the time because she was doing Buffy. Mm-hmm. And she was also about a year away from doing Cruel Intentions. Right. So her oh, career was her career was going yeah. up. I don't know what she's done really after that, but 
<laughs> I know she had Buffy for a long time, you know. Yeah. Um, I think she married Frank Prince Jr. She did. And she was in Scooby-Doo with him. Yeah. Yeah. That was kind of whack. <laughs> Well, you love you some Freddie Prince Jr. So. I do, I do. I almost met him years ago. Yeah, you mentioned that in the last show oh, that you almost met him. I guess I have to keep bringing that up. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> it's okay. I'm married now. How do you, I love my husband. How do you almost meet him? Okay, so I used to work at Banana Republic. And, Did he um, go to the store? Wow, well, I'm getting into that. Um, 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 67th and 3rd Avenue in Manhattan. And we had too many people, and there was a store on 23rd Street, um, a men's store, um, and they needed people to work there, so they transferred me there temporarily. And if I had just been transferred maybe like a day or two before, I would have met him. Oh, he went there he two days before? there, yes. And he had like someone helping him, and they, they said he was a really nice guy, and he bought like two and three of everything, just different colors, huh. so he could mix and match, which, you know, it was like the easiest way. To shop, I guess. Sure, sure. So um, that's how rich people shop. <laughs> they get two and threes of everything. Right. Just give me two or three of all that crap. Whatever you have I over look there. good in, just give it to me in a bunch of different colors, and I'll just mix it. Throw it in a bag, and, and I'll just yeah. take it. So, but you know what? God knows everything because I was being saved from my wonderful husband. Oh yeah, oh yeah. For mm-hmm. sure. So yeah, yeah. you know, Absolutely. who knows if I would have met him? He would have swept me off my feet, but it wasn't meant. This was meant to be. Nah, insane. probably not. You never know. I'm a really good salesperson. Yeah. <laughs> Just give me all of that. Just give me all. <laughs> Whoever sold to him got some good, not commission, because I don't do commission, but definitely like, you know, credit, I guess, for doing mm. a good sale. Anyway. With that being said, <laughs> the word you're looking for is anyway. anyway. So, <laughs> so, yeah, so. He kills off a bunch of people, and it's another game of Clue. She found out at the end of Scream 1 that Cotton Weary did not kill her mother. Right. So he, that he didn't. so he has a big part in this movie now. So right. we get more of Lev Schreiber in this movie, where he's trying to get an interview with Diane Sawyer. Yes. With Sydney, which Gail Weathers promised him, which he didn't get the okay from Sydney, I guess, mm-hmm. that uh, he'll get an interview with her to clear his name. Right. Which will be a big part of the ending of this film, which would help Cotton help, you know, uh, Sydney. Which down the road, she getting toward the end. Now, Dewey, he gets stabbed up in all of these movies yes, and survives. He gets, <laughs> <laughs> he gets stabbed up in this one. To the point where we're like, oh, he's done. He's gone. Right. He got that. stabbed in the first one. Right. He gets stabbed in the third one, I think. I don't know. I forget. Yeah, I that's why he has a limp. He has right. a limp in this one. The oh severed nerve. Yeah. <laughs> that's too much. Poor guy. <laughs> so, but in this one, we get more, you know, the love is starting to, you know, show itself with him and Courtney Cox's character in this one. Um so there's one reporter that seems to be stalking Gail Weathers in the second one. Yes. And it's Aunt Becky from Roseanne. <laughs> <laughs> with a with a very, very short bob haircut. So mm-hmm. she's she's like up Gail Weathers' ass for most of the movie, trying to get information and you know, like, you know, stepping over her boundaries, you know, trying yeah. to, I think her name was Debbie Salt in this movie. Yeah, something like that. Mm-hmm. So she plays an integral part in this film. 
because we don't know her real identity. And we find out that not only is one of Sydney's college friends named Mickey, he he's one of the killers, but his partner is this reporter Mm -hmm. who Nev Campbell knows who it is right away when she sees her because he's she's Billy Loomis's mother. The same mother who abandoned him when Nev Camp when uh, she found out that Billy's father was having an affair with Sydney's mother. Mm-hmm. So the big craziness, you know, and everybody was like, "Wait, you can't be Billy's mother!" You like we we've seen you in the papers before. We know what you look like. She was like, "Oh, it's a makeover, plastic surgery." You know, you yeah. could use a makeover. You're just talking to Gail. Yes. Um, and I was like, "Really? They went that way." His mother, they couldn't come up with something. I mean, she 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 pulled it off. You know, she did. She looked like a crazy. It was unexpected. And they did. You know, I guess taking ideas from Friday the Thirteenth on this one with right. Jason's mother and all that other stuff. Yeah. So she did the her best at a Pamela Voorhees impression. You know. Um, she avenged her son. She tried to. Yeah. She tried to. She yeah. To. So she ends up shooting her own partner. And killing mm-hmm. him because he's just a crazy kid who wanted to be caught doing something so he could go on trial and be on the news. And mm-hmm. he just wanted notoriety. notoriety yeah. You know, he wanted to be like Ted Bundy or, or you know, yeah. Charles Manson or something like that. He gets killed. And then she tries to kill Sydney. They're fighting each other, blah, blah, blah. And then all of a sudden, Cotton Weary comes out of nowhere and he has a gun in his hand. And he's like, I think, uh, the girl has Sydney, you know, at gunpoint, and she's and he goes, "Oh, that Diane Sawyer interview is looking pretty good right now, doesn't it?" <laughs> and Sydney's like, she really doesn't want to do it because right. she's like super embarrassed that she, you know, cost this guy like a year or two of his life in prison or whatever. And then she's like, "All right, consider it done." And then he shoots Aunt Becky Aunt in the head. Becky. <laughs> Not Aunt Becky. Not Aunt Becky. <laughs> So, Cotton saves Sydney, which yeah. is interesting. Well, I think that she saved him at some point, right? Like in the last movie. No. Doesn't she say that he didn't do it or something? No. No. Is it Courtney Cox that does that? Well, she's the one from the first and second one that was proclaiming his innocence. Right. From doing that. You know, okay. Sydney thought it was him. Yeah. You know what I mean? Now... Speaking of which, starting off on screen three, Cotton Cotton Weary's the one that's uh, killed in the first fifteen minutes of that one, continuing the tradition of yes. taking people out <laughs> bright and early. Right um, so once again, Sydney survives, and just like you said, she didn't even waste time this time. She just shot Homie in the head before yeah. she could even think about coming back up, and she's like, eh, just in case. You know, the, on the second movie. On the fa- second movie. Yes, mm-hmm. and then when she goes to kill um, Becky, she's like, doesn't she come back for a second? No, no, no. Well, it was Mickey that popped up. Oh, right. And then she, they, her and Cotton shot him. And then she looked at Aunt Becky and was like, ah, and she just gave her a quick shot in the just dome, in just in case. Mm-hmm. You know? Yeah, I don't blame her. I would do, I would the, same do the same thing. thing. Yeah. Pop a couple of caps in there. And just if you learn anything from yeah. the movie franchise, yeah, make sure they're really make dead. sure they're really de- gone. Yeah, exactly. You know, that's like the theme. Then two years. Uh, so Sydney survives again. 
Cotton survives. Gail survives again. Dewey survives again. Mm-hmm. And those are the key characters that are back in Scream 3, um, which came out two years later. Mm-hmm. And um, like I said, 15 minutes in, Cotton Weary's the one that's uh, getting the axe in the beginning of it. Yeah. He's he's a talk show host in this one. Right, yes. Yeah, he's a talk show host. Super popular Driving now. Home, and then his- he's driving home and then he gets a call from some random chick. Yes. Who ends up being the killer. Right. With his voice machine now has other voices on it. Yes, that's the introduction, I think, mm-hmm. of the random voices. And then his, his fiance or his girlfriend or whatever is at the house. Who was the mother on Gossip Girl. Yes. <laughs> and then she's... Not know, that I've seen. Being menaced. Yes, I force you to watch it. <laughs> nah, talk about drama. I mean... That was like a guilty pleasure. You know what I mean? Like Okay, the funny thing is that we're this is years ago, before we were even dating. We all go to this park and it's like a barbecue. It's like a barbecue. We're all hanging out and the guys are like, We gotta go. I'm like, what's the rush? Why is everybody, you know, rushing home? Oh, we gotta go, we gotta go, we gotta go. So like all the guys leave, oh we gotta go watch Gossip Girl. <laughs> what? <laughs> I've never even heard of this show. So I leave with my friends and I'm like, what is happening? And years later, I'm like, what is this Gossip Girl business? And it turns out that, I mean, it's a good show. It's very, um, I think, entertaining. And it's, it's very dramatic and it's very New York. You know what I mean? Yeah, like, it's very captivating. Yeah. But I think you had said the guys like to watch it because the girls are pretty or something. Oh, yeah. Like, <laughs> you know, Blake Lively was in it. Uh, Leighton Meester was in yeah. it. You know, a whole bunch of people, you know, were just... Bunch of good-looking women, you know, and dramatic, you know. And fun fact, they what? wore my wedding, um, second wedding dress as the bridesmaids' dresses so, for Leighton Meester's wedding to the prince. Oh, <laughs> that's so, funny. There you go. Oh, there you go. Biting off of the Excellent wife. Taste. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So here we go back at it again, and you know they they kill off Cotton Weary in the beginning. Mm-hmm. And the killer's looking for Sydney. Apparently, she's living like the Unabomber. She's yes. out. She's out in the middle of nowhere, yeah, living smart. in the mountains yeah. with a big old crazy security system. She got a dog, and she is technically off the grid. You mm-hmm. know, she she has a new name that she changed her name. She's, she's a like women. a women's crisis yes. like counselor counselor mm-hmm. over the phone with a fake name. With a fake name, yep, and um. But all of a sudden, she starts getting these nightmares mm-hmm. about her mother. Yes, coming back. You know, like she had a real freaky one where her mom was just walking in the woods. And then she looks through the glass and she's all like yeah, through her window, real through freaky window. looking. Yeah. yeah. And then in the end of that, she sees Ghostface. Yeah. You know, and apparently in this one, Stab 3 is apparently in production. When the hell was Stab 2 made? I don't know. <laughs> When did Stab 2 that. come out? I don't know, but yeah. um, we just went from Stab 1 to Stab 3. Yeah, that <laughs> Yeah, so they have a bunch of actors doing Stab 3, and one of them was Jenny McCarthy, mm-hmm. and then another one was, uh, I think his name is Dwayne Martin. He's the, he's the guy that ended up marrying uh, uh, Gina from Martin. Okay. He ended up marrying her, I want to say Trisha Campbell? Tisha Campbell? Yeah, uh, that, Tisha that, Campbell. yeah. Mm-hmm. He ended up marrying her. 
Um, had a bunch of other people in there. I really didn't know who they were. Um, and then they they had other uh, actors that have been in other stuff like uh, Parker Posey. I think that's the girl's name. That she was that one of the main actresses in the film that they were uh, stabbed three. Mm -hmm. That she was in the whole nine yards and other yeah. stuff. Um, you had the bodyguard who was on that show. You know that big bodyguard that they had. That he was on that comedy show that we used to watch with uh, oh, David yes. Spade. I love him. Yeah. He's so funny. He's in yeah. the B movie also. Oh, was he? Yeah, he's the boyfriend's voice in the B movie. Okay. Oh, gosh, I forgot his name. He, he was in a bunch of shows. Yeah, he was like... in a bunch of stuff. Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. Um, and they had, you know, they had um, uh, Jay and Silent Bob made an appearance in this yes. movie. <laughs> they thought Gail Weathers was Connie Chung. Which... Yeah. <laughs> yes. um, but the funny thing is... Steven Stone. Huh? That's his name in the movie. Yeah, his Steven name was Stone. Stone. Yeah, he was uh, he was the bodyguard. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So apparently, the killer in this movie is going by the way the killer kills the people in the script. Yes. But he's killing the people with the real names. Like, he's going after them. Right, because they're filming Stab 3. And yeah. it's like the set is the same as, as Hillsborough. As... Like Woodsboro, yeah. sorry, mm -hmm. in the first movie. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And they have a, an advisor for the film, which is Dewey. Yes. Who him and Gail are having problems or they're not together yes. or whatever the case. Um, Nev Campbell comes out of hiding to help them out, to help them figure it out. Uh, Patrick, uh, Patrick Walburton, that's his name. Mm -hmm. Okay. Mm -hmm. Yep. Um, so, yeah, she comes out of hiding. Yes. They have a detective working the case. And his deputy is like a Ben Stiller lookalike. Like, <laughs> like, like he looks just like Ben Stiller. Right. Which, I, I, you know, he was like the snarky cop or whatever the case. Um, they had a girl who was apparently Randy's sister pop out of nowhere to yes. show them a video of him sending them a message. From beyond. From beyond, yeah. <laughs> it was like telling Nev Campbell, like, listen, you know, part three. The gloves are off. Anybody plus the main character can die. And he was like, this means you, Sydney. You know, that's the yeah. way it is. He was like, you're dealing with a backstory. That's what this movie was. It was a big backstory. Right. You know? Because now this person is taking responsibility for killing Sydney's mom. Even though we right. know it was Her Billy boyfriend. and Stu. Yeah. But apparently there was a third accomplice that we knew nothing about. Right. You know? Then you have the old man director and, and, and yes. the young director trying to make this movie and they're pissed off because their movie got canceled because of all the murders and all that stuff. And um, while this is all happening, people are just getting knocked off one by one. And then toward the end, they're all in the they're in the director's house. They're using this fake voiceover machine, the killer, to lure Sydney to the house yeah. and lure everyone lure to the house. Everybody everywhere. Mm -hmm. Who did you think the killer was? It was tough in this one because I figured it could have been anybody. I, I mean, I knew it wasn't going to be any of the any of the main, like Gail or Dewey or sure, anything like right. that. But I didn't think they were going to go the route that they went. I you thought know? it was the cop. You thought? I kind of thought so, too, because he was a little too dark. Yeah. Like a little too sinister looking, you right. know, like. And he wanted to know where Sydney was, like, like hardcore. Time. Yeah. yeah. Mm -hmm. And the funny thing is, I think, wasn't he, I always get these two guys mixed up, and I tell you this all the time, but uh, was he... Oh, McDreamy, you always Was he him? That? 
or was he the guy from Enchanted? I want to say he's the guy from Enchanted. I'll say right now. Was that stupid Disney movie? I hate musicals, but I saw that stupid movie one time. Yeah, I know you. Yeah, but but I think he's the guy from Enchanted. Dylan McDermott or McDermott or it's not Dermot Mulroney. Dermot Maroney. No, it's not that guy because he. Patrick Dempsey. Patrick Dempsey, yes. Yeah. Yes, that's him. That's him. Right. What What is he from besides Scream? Is he okay. in Enchanted? I'm telling you right now. I think so. I think he's the guy from Enchanted. He's from Maine. Well, now we know where he was born, but yeah. <laughs> that's a little too much. But okay, <laughs> that's too much. Okay, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm no, you're good. You're good. Grey's Anatomy. Mm. Can't Buy Me Love. So he is de- doc- so he is Doctor McDreamy or whatever they call him. Um, Bridget Jones's Diary. Oh, that's interesting. Private Practice. Okay. Transformers. Okay. He's been in a bunch. Yeah, he's been. In a he's lot. been in a bunch of shit, pretty much. <laughs> yeah, a lot of stuff. Yeah. Sweet Home Alabama. Mm-hmm. Okay, okay. He's, he's been in a bunch of stuff. He's not. You know, hungry. So, <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, I, he was a little sinister in this movie, which made me think. Yes. And, and the big old mystery is every time the killer kills someone, he leaves an old picture of Sidney Prescott's mother laying around. Yeah, he's McDreamy. He is him, right? Yeah, yeah that is you him. You always say that, you're right. Yeah, I was like, I, I confuse him and Dylan McDermott for some reason. I don't know if they look alike. Yeah. Or I don't know, but... But yeah, they leave pictures of Sidney Prescott's mother from when she was young. And it just so happens to be that the background of these pictures was the same studios yes. they were shooting Stab 3 at. So they, they put it together and apparently she had gone away for a few years or, or some crap like that while Sidney was growing up that she doesn't remember. Or this could have been before Sidney was born, I think. I'm not sure. It was before Sidney was born. Mm-hmm. And it's because... She winds up getting pregnant from one of the directors. That's right. The old man. Yes. Uh, was it the old man? It could have been anybody. It could have been anybody because she got raped and yeah, like, yeah, yeah. By multiple people. By multiple in people. This back room. Like at a party. In at this one guy's of those house. Th- yeah. Yeah. The same house. The yeah. The same house with a scene house. It was like so it happened here. Remember when he yes. was sitting so yeah, there? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Looking for this room. So Gail Weathers and and the actress chick that plays her in the film. Yes. Is snooping around the studios and they go to the archives yes. where Princess Leia yes. is working. Yes. What? Ah, damn. What's her name again? Linda. Uh, no, 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 no. Oh, damn it. I'm telling you right now. Uh, this I is. Tired. Yeah, that's the thing. I usually remember all this shit. But what? Carrie Fisher. Carrie Fisher. Thank you. So. My husband is the encyclopedia of movies. He's yeah, yeah, right it's now. having a rough patch. It's it's, it's okay. It's, so, it's almost two in the morning, but okay. we're getting there. Um, so yeah, so Carrie Fisher's working down there, and they were like, "Oh my God, you look! I know, I look just like her. I yes. was up for Princess Leia, but you know who got it? The one who slept with George Lucas." And everybody's like, oh, "Okay, we didn't want to bring <laughs> up some yeah, we didn't want to bring up some crazy memories." So they look up Sidney Prescott's mother, and indeed she was an actress back in them times. I think they found her not by her name, but by but a by stage her name. A stage name. Rena Reynolds. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Because yep. the yep. woman recognized her face. Yeah. But not her name. Her yeah. Name was wrong. Because they asked her about her maiden name. They were like, uh, uh, what was her? What was her mother's name? Damn it, uh, Maureen, uh, Maureen something. 
because Maureen Prescott was her married name. Right. Uh, Maureen Roberts or okay. something like that. But they're like, you're not going to find her that way. You're going to find her as Rena Reynolds as her actress name. So all the movies that she was in was horror movies made by the guy who is directing Stab 3. So they figured out who he is, what happened to her, all this other stuff. So Roberts, needless... Yeah. Huh? It was Roberts, right? Yeah. yeah. So end of the movie, a whole bunch of people got killed already at this point. The only survivors are Sydney, Dewey, Gale. You got the cop. Um, and, and now it's time to figure out who the killer is. So Sydney's in a room. She gets locked in. And mm-hmm. uh, and this guy puts on a little film. What, what were you going to say? No, that Wes Craven was in this movie. Remember? Hmm? Wes Craven? Oh, no, he's the one who directed No, he directed all these movies, yeah. So, oh, the, the old man is Lance Henriksen. Yeah. Okay. The, he was supposed to be like the Wes Craven of the movie. Yeah, like that's he, what it was. Yeah, I, they probably based him off of Wes Craven or something like that. Like his particular character, you know? And for those of you who are sleeping under a rock, Wes, Wes Craven's also the man behind Nightmare on Elm Street and Freddy Krueger. Um, so, or Freddy Kukul, if you're Spanish. Freddy Kukul, apparently. <laughs> <laughs> you don't want to mess with Freddy Kukul. So, um, <laughs> so, um, so, yeah, so a little film is played in the background, and the killer's telling Sydney, I had a mother, too, back in the day. Mm-hmm. Marie, uh, Rena Reynolds, or uh, Maureen uh, Roberts was her name, blah, blah, blah. But then she turned into Maureen Prescott, left me out in the cold, all this mm-hmm. other stuff, mm-hmm. leaving behind her own son. And then he takes off the mask, and it's the other producer. It's Her, yes. His name was Roman, yes, I think, in this Roman. movie. Mm-hmm. Roman Bridger, I think his name was. He was the producer. And apparently Sidney Prescott's half-brother, mm-hmm. which we come to find out. And apparently, and she was like, but you didn't kill mom. Billy and Stu killed him. And he was like, oh, uh, they needed someone to guide them, uh, someone, yes. a producer for the most part. So Billy Loomis didn't really like my video that I sent over to him of, of mom being with, you know, his dad and all this other stuff. Mm-hmm. So she was like, all of this was because of you. And he was like, yep, mm-hmm. Mom chose you and that new family and left me out in the cold. And when I went to go see her, she pretended I didn't exist. She pretended she didn't know me. So now you took my family and I took the family and I'm going to take you too. And he was going to take yeah. her out. And of course, Sydney being Superwoman, she ends up killing him. Correct. <laughs> That's so funny. Yes. The funny, the crazy part is I thought Sydney finally died because he shot her square up right in the chest. But apparently she took a bulletproof vest from the police department that she was you know that she was at right and they show you the vest at the police department so i was like okay maybe mm-hmm. it could be believable yeah and obviously she like you said her character is smart at this point and she's right. been through this crap so many times and right you know this was one of my favorites like two i didn't really care for honestly I, three it, was cool i felt like it kind of yeah. dragged but i felt like three was good it was you know yeah a close second to the first one. And once again, Sydney's the survivor. Yes. Gail survived. Yes. Dewey survived. Yes. And out of the original crew, they're the last three remaining. You know? Now, they didn't... I thought it was over after this one. Yeah, me too. Like, like you figure, really? all right, they did three of them in the past four years. Uh, I, didn't, I didn't think what they were going to do anything else. Of? Right. Until you and I were dating at the time. Mm-hmm. 
we saw some movie, I don't know, I don't remember, and I see a billboard, Scream 4. And I was just like, holy shit, no way. And I was like, either it's going to be a remake or it's just going to be a bunch of random people to have nothing to do with the storyline probably. Right, but then yeah. I see the preview. There's Nev Campbell. There's David Arquette. There's Courtney Cox. I was like, holy shit, they're back. You know, but what can they do? Right, you know I mean? that hasn't been done yet. She ain't got no more family that I thought. <laughs> right, sure. Like, was... <laughs> so, funny. so rewind what? That Scream 3 came out in 2000. Rewind 11 years later. Scream 4 comes out. Mm -hmm. Did we see this in the theater? Did I force you to see that with me? I think so. <laughs> I think so. And I don't think it was like that hard to force me. No, because you, know? you actually like these. Right. Yeah. Usually if you're twisting my arm, okay, but this one isn't, it wasn't bad. So Scream 4 was a little different in the terms of they went into like the internet and the streaming side yes. of things. Yes. You know, that apparently this particular killer is streaming the whole time as he's doing it. Right, like making his own movie right. for the most part. So we start off with a bunch of a bunch of beginnings because they made just like the Saw movies, they made a stab four, five, six, seven, eight yeah. at this point. And it starts off each one where they have a bunch of random stars from the 2000s now. That are getting killed off but it's all the beginnings of each fake movie that they did mm -hmm. you know you have well, i mean in no, in no particular order uh, i forget but you have anna paquin from x-men and yes. true blood yes. with Kristen bell mm -hmm. who was in a bunch of films right and then like pretending to be watching a movie mm -hmm. and then she winds up you know, she winds up killing, killing Rogue. Her. Yeah. Yeah. Like, what's your favorite scary movie? Right? Doesn't she do that? Well, she just keeps talking. And she says... Oh, that's right, right, right. She's right. just like, shut the fuck up. Yeah, I'm trying to watch the movie. But that's like the introduction of the just gratuitous killing. Yeah. That is this movie. Yeah. That's what it's about, really. And, yeah. And, I mean, all the technology, but at this point, it's less meaningful, the murders. Yeah. Yeah. So it's just a bunch of beginnings showing the beginning of each fake movie that they're doing until they actually come up to the beginning of Scream 4, where they have a couple of young girls who I don't know who they are. They're, they're up-and-coming actresses, I guess, um, to where one of them is making fun of the other and playing around with the ghost face, uh, you know, voice changer and all that stuff. And then... Um, you know, the prank becomes real when the actual ghost face comes out and kills them both. Right. Um, and apparently they are high schoolers for Woodsboro. So, and it, it is like the 10th anniversary or something like that of, I think Nev Campbell's character wrote a book or something like that. And she's like doing a book tour and she's coming back to her home state of Woodsboro. Oh, this or, is the one where she has the um, agent. That's yeah, Alison Brie uh -huh. is her agent. Yes. Mm -hmm. So Alison Brie is an up-and-coming actress also. She's been in a bunch of stuff. Um, most recently, most recently, she was on the, the show Glow on Netflix, which is the wrestling show, the oh, women's wrestling she's show. That? Yeah, she's the main character. Oh, I never saw that movie, that show on mm -hmm. Netflix. Yep, so she's an up-and-coming. She's She was Sidney Prescott's uh, agent. I or, think so, something like that. Or like, uh, yeah, promoter mm -hmm. or something, something like that. Mm -hmm. Gail Weathers, 
is, I guess, a retired reporter. She's not doing it anymore. She's trying to write a book of her own. Right. Um, David Arquette is the sheriff yeah, of Woodsboro like now. Yeah, man now. Mm-hmm. And like I said, his deputies are very noticeable, uh, recognizable. He has Anthony Anderson as yes. one of his deputies. Uh, his main deputy is the blonde girl that Courtney Cox is jealous of throughout the film because she thinks she's trying to, you know, take yeah, her man, man or whatever. Yeah. But she's just a nice homemaker cop, you know. And didn't she say that she was in... She was in the fake Stab 1 yeah. and Stab 2. I mean, yeah. in Stab 2 and Scream 2. Right. She was in the Stab movie playing Drew Barrymore. Right. And then, and then now she's in the actual movie. I wonder how many people noticed that. That's what I'm saying. I don't think a lot of people did unless right. they really watch, you know, So, which is pretty cool. The continuity there is pretty good. Um, so, you know, there's now a killer, you know, stalking new kids and... And along with the old ones, and they're trying to figure... It's another game of Clue. Who, who's doing this? You know what I mean? And a new generation of kids are going through it now. Yeah, know? and that girl from... Um, oh, my God, what's her name? The blonde girl? Oh, Hayden Panettiere yeah. is in this movie. Yeah. Um, and the main... Who we thought was... We, we automatically think Nev Campbell's the main character. But in right. reality, it's the niece of Julia Roberts. Yes. Uh, Oh, crap. Which is Nev Campbell's niece in the movie. Nev Campbell's cousin or niece in the movie, yeah. Mm-hmm. What's uh, Julie Roberts' niece again? I forget. But yeah, um, she's, she's... Emma Roberts. Emma Roberts is, is like the lead in this movie. We also have, I want to say Macaulay Culkin's little brother or little yes. cousin is in this yes. movie too. He's some freaky filmmaker... With, with some other guy and stuff like that and they're constantly recording people and trying to ask them what their favorite scary movie is and all that stuff um Rory Culkin Rory 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 Culkin mm-hmm. well we have a new generation of Culkins now well even though I don't think that guy's done much after this though it's already been almost 10 years well this movie's almost 10 years old <laughs> <laughs> um so yeah so they're trying to figure out what's going on and uh, you know who's doing this and yeah apparently there's like a scream no not a scream a stab convention where mm-hmm. they watch they get together and watch all the movies yes. like well, a let me, let me uh, did i say stab convention i said stab right yes. i didn't say scream I said stab. okay mm-hmm. so yeah so there's a stab convention that they get together and watch all the stab Every movies year. yep mm-hmm. on the anniversary meanwhile there's a killer walking around and the killer finally talks to uh, Sydney on the phone, and Sydney's like, "Well, just come after me, blah blah." blah. And he's like, "You're not the main star anymore. Mm-hmm. I'm not after you, but you can see me kill everyone around you, though." And yeah. He was like, yeah. <laughs> "Yeah." So, long story short, it's pretty much the same thing. They the killer one by one is killing everybody, and then we we get to the point toward the end where we find out who the killer is, and it's Macaulay Culkin's little brother. Mm-hmm. But the accomplice is the twist. The accomplice is Emma Roberts. Yes. Nev Campbell's niece in Who the movie. Who do you think is the victim? Yeah. Yeah. All the time. It's insane. But you it's know? because she wants to be famous. She wants to be famous. Like, not She famous. wants the same type of fame that, that, that Sydney got. Yes. She's like, you got famous just for being a victim. Well, now so am I. Mm-hmm. I'm going to take you out and everybody else out and I'm going to be the survivor and I'm going to be the star mm-hmm. and I'm going to get all of this and I'm, which is kind of 
I, I honestly didn't know where they were going to go with this one. Yeah. Yeah, I agree. And it was kind of like, that, that really? Like, I don't know. You know, I, I enjoyed the movie. And I thought Emma Roberts did an okay job being a little little psycho bitch, you know, whatever, yeah. blah, blah, blah. But I couldn't take her seriously because she was like, to me, she looks like she's 15 years old. She looks like a kid. Yeah. And she's able to, like, overpower people and, and stab people and kill people and all I this guess, other stuff. Yeah. And I was like, I don't know. I would have probably went in a different direction. Like, how much family does she have? That they're all coming after Doesn't her. Doesn't she kill like her own mother? I think she stabbed her own mom. Unless it was, the unless door, it was, unless it was the other unless guy. it was the guy. Yeah. Yeah, and then the thing is that wasn't it like Hayden Panettiere was really into him? Yeah, finally. Finally, but then he's like, "Oh, you took too long," and then he winds up killing he her. He stabbed too. her. Yeah. Oh my gosh. Because she saved him. Or she thought, because he was stuck outside. Yeah, she saved him from the killers. And she saved she, she saved him from the killers, so she thought. And then he ends up killing her. Right. Yeah. Which is crazy. And then we all think, as usual, that it's the boyfriend or the guy right. that her ex-boyfriend. But he ends up getting killed. Everybody. And then come to find out, they're in the hospital after the big old fight. Oh, this is the best part right here. Yeah, yes. This is the best part of the movie. That she stabbed Sydney. So we think she's done, and yeah. she thinks Sydney's dead. Yes. And then all of a sudden, you you remember that movie Fight Club? Yes, I love that movie. You remember when, uh, not Brad Pitt, but Edward Norton? Yes. Is kicking the shit out of himself? Yes. Like he's putting himself through glass tables yes. and punching himself yes. and throwing himself around. This girl does the same thing. Yes. Like so, it could seem like she got her ass whipped or right. was attempted to get killed. Or whatever the case. So when they come, she's she's a survivor. Yeah, put her on the stretcher or whatever to yeah. get to the hospital. So they're in the hospital. And Dewey talks to, to Emma Roberts and, oh, you know, tell Gail, you know, hopefully her shoulder's okay or whatever the case. Because Gail got stabbed in the shoulder. Right. And then he was like, all right, all right. And then Dewey tell, talks to his wife and he's like, oh, you know, you know, this girl says, you know, hope your shoulder's okay or whatever. And she goes... How does she know I got stabbed in the shoulder? She wasn't there. Mm-hmm. And then he's like, it clicks. Right. So he goes, and Emma Roberts takes off the stuff, and she goes to see Sydney because mm-hmm. Dewey said she might make it. Right. So she goes to kill her on the hospital bed, and then that's when all hell breaks loose from there. You know, big old fight. And then um, at some point, uh, Emma Roberts has the gun, and she's pointing it at uh, Courtney Cox and, and the other deputy, the blonde girl. Yes. And then out of nowhere, she goes, oh, you have any last words? And then Gail Weather goes, yeah, clear. And she's like, what? And then Sydney catches it with the, what do you call those? Oh. Those plates that they use to yeah, shock you. Yeah, bring you back to life. Yeah, yeah. So she shocks her right in the head and, and kills her right then and there. Um, and the crazy thing is all the news reporters are outside the hospital reporting on, on this girl being a hero and all this other stuff. So she got her notoriety, but she's dead. You know what I mean? Yes, she got what she wanted, but she was very She got what she wanted, but she can't enjoy it. You know what I mean? So we find out who the killer is, and, you know, once again, Sydney's a survivor and all this other stuff. Mm -hmm. The rumor going around was they wanted to do two more movies, like they did with the previous ones, have three, like a a trilogy. You know what I mean? So they were supposed to do a Scream 5 and 6, but I don't know know where where they are with that. You know? 
When did it come out? <clears throat> what, four? Yeah. 11, 2011. So it's been a long time already. Yeah, it's been like nine years. Mm-hmm. That's a long time. Yeah, but apparently everybody else is on board still. Like Nev really? Campbell, you know, uh, David Arquette, Courtney Cox, they're all, I think they got divorced. Yeah, they did get divorced. They, they got divorced, yeah. They weren't married for that long. No. I think. Yeah. Just a few years. So I think they were all on board with doing a couple of more. I think while on that movie, they were already divorced. Yeah, I think for the last one, they must have been. They were already... Yeah, at least the last one. Yeah. So uh, I think in in an order of how I like these films, obviously the first one for me is number one. <clears throat> I'd say three, then four. No, mm, that's tough. Hold on. Because I, I like two a little bit. It, it was two was Two was cool. <laughs> I didn't care for the whole her being a drama student and them having the last fight in the drama studio and all that stuff. Yeah. That was a little weird for me. Like, could have been in a better setting, you know? And the the fourth one being the little girl being a killer, I, I was like, eh. I, I like the fourth one just because they had a lot of, like, current stars. Yeah, they had a bunch. That was helpful yeah. to mm-hmm. me. Yeah, I, I think I like the fourth one. When Alison Brie got killed, it was pretty cool. One. When, uh... He stalked her in the parking lot. Which and one is that? The, the publicist. Oh, yeah. That was scary. Yeah. I was like, what? He was just rolling up on her, like, you know. Yeah. And then I think he threw her off the roof or something oh, like that onto yeah. a police car. But, yeah, I think in order, I'd say the first one is number one. I'd say part three, then four, then two. I think mm-hmm. two I like the least. Mm-hmm. You know, I think I would go in that order. Me too. Yeah. And not for any, like, huge reason, but it was kind of, like, dragging when they were chasing Dewey through the school, you know? Yeah. And that whole scene where he, like, Courtney Cox is being chased and then Dewey gets stabbed you think he's dead. And yeah. It's like, it was just, like, dragged and dragged and yeah. dragged, you know? And then towards the end, when um, the guy from Joe's apartment, whatever his name was. <laughs> Jerry O'Connell. Jerry O'Connell. It's almost like crucified. I'm yeah, like, yeah, because uh, I think it was a frat thing. Like they took yeah. him and they hooked him up to something or whatever. Right. And like, he got shot. While yeah, that there. was like you know disappointing. I mean, it was good in a way because I did think he was the killer. And I think in that moment you're kind of like, is it him? Is it not him? Like you know. And it's funny because the killer actually made fun of Sydney because she thought it was the boyfriend at first. Right. And she's like, oh. You got the wrong guy again. Like, it was just getting... <laughs> right. Yeah, I got her. Sure. So, I mean, I didn't hate to, but it wasn't... It didn't have all that, like, three and four hat. Yeah, me. three was cool because was it was, good. like, a super mystery, a backstory, you know, that right. stuff. Um, part four was just, like you said, like, new age. Like, it was, like, what we were dealing with at the times. Like, right. the internet was huge. You know, streaming was getting big. and. Right. Uh, yeah, so I, I would definitely say two is my least favorite out of the four for sure. You know, yeah. but well, I tell you this, you know, the the first one broke new ground, you know, and and it started a trend, and it it start it spurred you know spinoffs like it wasn't a spinoff of Scream, but I know what you did last summer came right, came out right after, and it was like that Inspired. and yeah, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. like those were the big nineties, you know. Things and it and it just spawned new fans of of the genre and it sent people back to watch the old ones and you know and then 
come to the late nineties into early two thousands, then new horror, you know, started coming out and it got big again. Like in ninety eight, they came out with Halloween H two O, where they 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 brought back Jamie Lee Curtis, Mm -hmm. uh, and they had younger stars. They went the scream route with that one too. They had younger stars put into that movie. You had Michelle Williams, who was big in Dawson's Creek, who became a bigger actress later on. Um, You had uh, her son was Josh Hartnett, which was that was his first movie, and he no. Oh, Josh Hartnett. Yeah. No. You're thinking of. The guy that played Casey. Casey. Yeah. Well, he was in Scream too. He was in the he was in the film class. Oh, that's talking right. sequels yes. with uh, Sarah Michelle Gellar and 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 uh, Jamie Kennedy. Um, but that another star. You know what I mean? But um, yeah, Halloween H two O brought the genre back too, and it started with Scream. Scream mm-hmm. resurrected pretty much you know the the slasher genre that was dead for a while. You know, mm-hmm. and they used a bunch of up and coming stars in each of the films, people just kept jumping on and getting on the train. I think they had to though. Like I think that was really really helpful for the screen, you know, franchise for them mm-hmm. to use such famous people because otherwise it wouldn't have gotten any kind of attention. You know, yeah. you had so many young people, so many teenagers, twenty year olds, this and that, glued to the television, right? Because we're like watching everything that comes out, but we want to see people that we can relate to or that are popular or cool or whatever. So that, that really helped it a lot. Yeah. 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 So, so, you know, and the movies are just fun. Like, you know, like I said, for all of them, it's, you're trying to figure out who's who and what's what, you know, they, they throw in some comedy, they make fun of the horror genre, they make fun of themselves. It doesn't get taken too seriously. You know what I mean? And, and you still get that, you still get that violence. You still get the gore to go, that goes with it. And, you know, and you get a bunch of plot twists. You know, that, mm-hmm. that's, that's the fun of them all. You know what I mean? So, so yeah. So, those were the four screen movies in a nutshell. You know, okay. we, you know, we didn't get too deep into it because if you did, we'll be here for the next four hours. Yeah, but, um, <laughs> so, yeah. So, you know, uh, those were the first, those were the screen movies. And, uh. If they come out with any more in the next decade or so, we'll review those. You know what I mean? um, <laughs> yes. So, uh, yeah, with that being said, that was that was episode two of Nightmares on J Street. Thank you very much again, babe, for coming on again. Thank you for having me. Of course, of course. And um, you, did a, you did a Facebook Live a couple of days ago. I did. Of you uh, cooking. My right. first ever your first Facebook, Facebook Live. Facebook Live was announcing my live cooking show. That you were planning to do, yes, yes. that you still plan to do. Do you have a name for this show yet? I'm have making, you decided? I'm making cooking with Angel. Oh yeah, very simple to the point. Nice yeah. That works. Easy okay. peasy. I mean, I'm not sure, but if you guys have suggestions, let me know. Ah. <laughs> That's okay. Um so, um <laughs> So yeah, cooking with Angela sounds good enough. That yeah, sounds pretty I good. I need a lasagna. Okay. Which I thought was going to be really simple and easy to do, but it was not. <laughs> it was very entertaining. Yeah. Very funny, but it came out very delicious. By the way, thank uh, you. Made a veg a, a vegetarian one and a regular meat one, and they were both really good. 
And she also made her famous brownies. Yes. Which came out amazing as well. Thank you. <laughs> the secrets out on the brownies. I told yeah. all my secrets on the mm -hmm. cooking show. Um, but I had a really, really good time. I didn't know that the cooking show was going to be a comedy. <laughs> <laughs> but it was. Um, I love Lucille Ball. You know, it was definitely mm -hmm. reminiscent of Lucy. And um, I want to thank you, too, for helping me with it. Well, of course. And setting it up and everything, too. So I had a really good time, though. I didn't think I was going to have that much fun. And when I had all these things happening, all these faux pas going on. I was like, oh my God, when is this going to end? You mm -hmm. know, I just want to get through this and I don't think I'm ever going to do this again. But as I just lightened up and just said, you know what, screw it. I'm just going to have fun. I think that's when it really entertained everyone and we just got through it mm -hmm. and made delicious lasagna and brownies and it was, it was really great. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. So uh, you got another one coming up next week? I do. Um, I'm going to try to do it again this week coming up. I was kind of on the fence on what to cook. My mom suggested making a flan, which, you know, it's not for everyone, but I really enjoy a good flan, and it's kind of hard to come by a good one. Um, and then I, I didn't know if I wanted to do chicken or ribs, but a friend of mine was like, definitely do the ribs. Mm -hmm. So I'm going to do ribs. I'm going to do flan. I'll probably do like a rice cauliflower side just so that there's something healthy <laughs> <laughs> in there. We're going to be, we're going to be, yeah, we're going to be in good. For sure. <laughs> but I think you like my flan. Yeah, it? yeah, yeah. Heck yeah. So Shoot. I've gotten a lot of compliments, especially on the ribs and on the flan too. I just haven't I haven't made a flan in about a year. I used to make them all the time. Yeah. So I might be a little rusty. Well, we'll, we'll see. We'll, we'll knock see. the rust off. <laughs> and who knows? This her next lab might be in podcast form. We'll see. Yeah, we'll see. We shall see. <laughs> Maybe a cooking show podcast is is in order. We'll 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 see about that. That's but <laughs> but yeah, so so back to regularly scheduled program. So like I said, this was episode two of Nightmares on J Street. I am your host, Jay, coming back with episode three, hopefully soon. What I will be reviewing, I don't know yet. We'll figure that out. Uh, but when the time comes, everybody will know. And um, yeah, for, for the lovely angel, yeah. I am Jay. Stay, stay scared, everybody. See you next time. Peace. Bye.